And we invite you to stand as you are able as we honor God and hear, and hear some scripture from Paul's letter to a congregation in Philippi. And this congregation, he has visited before. He has cheerleaded, and now he's writing to them, and he's talking about something he is confident in over anything else in his life. You, you need to hear this. And as we, as we go this, and you're probably reading that behind me right now, but what are you confident in your life? Paul is pointing something really specific for us, especially when there are things that we're in turmoil about. So he starts writing this, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you because you hold me in your heart. For all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you to determine what is best so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So what are you confident most in in your life? What is it? If you had to define your life, if you had to look at it, what would you say, this is the number one, this is the thing I can put my everything on? Is it, is it your family? Is, is it your kids or your, or your spouse? Is it your grandkids? Is it your career? Is it your health? Is it something else? What are you most confident in? If everything else faltered, what would that be? You know, I want to tell you today a story about a man you, you probably have never heard of. His name is Bill Havens, and he was confident in something. Now, Bill, he was, he was actually gifted in a specific way. He had actually been a, a crazy, amazing wrestler, and he was recognized for that. But as he got some other opportunities, he was great on the water, and he could canoe like no tomorrow. And so he actually qualified in 1924 to represent the United States in, in the Olympics. And he was amazed by that. He was confident, though, because as he had been a wrestler, he put that same amount of, of practice. He put the same amount of dedication. He put the same amount of focus into what he'd done to make that sport such a success for him. He put that kind of attention into his canoeing. And so for hours and hours, he canoed. For hours and hours, he put in, he paddled, and he paddled. He was confident that since he'd been selected in 1924, he was going to represent, and not only that, he was confident that he would take home his gold medal. And you know why he was confident? Because he practiced. He was confident because he had seen that he had the gift, and there was a dream that God had given him. He was confident because practice makes 
Practice makes perfect, right? He knew this. And so Bill practiced, and he practiced. And as the time came, he was also confident in something else, though. He was confident that his wife, who was pregnant with their first child, he was confident that the due date was the same time as the Olympics. So here he is. He's confident in all the effort and time, and he's confident in the dream that God had given him to take home the gold for, for the Olympics. And he's confident that he'll become a dad. So which is it? He had to make a big choice. And as hard as it was, Bill decided, he decided to say no to that dream of the Olympics. And so he stayed home. He gave up his spot, and his son Frank was born. What do you do when you make maybe big decisions in life? Huge ones. You're confident in, the, in where God is leading you. God's given you a dream. And I'm wondering as I'm saying that, what are you most confident in today? And where are you confident in where God is leading you? Because there's a lot in life, I, I don't know about you, but a lot in life today that I don't feel confident in. There's a lot of times that I look back and I Sometimes maybe you're like me. I, I wish I would have wish I'd have gone right instead of left. I wish. I, I was confident at the time. I felt like that was the best opportunity for me. But looking in hindsight, like it, it wasn't. Was that the right choice? And I wonder if Bill was wondering the same thing. Was this the right choice? He was able to be with his wife. They had their son. And, and, but it's always the what if. So what happens when you get to the fork in the road? What happens when you're moving and you have that dream and then the dream doesn't come true? What happens in that and what are you most confident in? Well, today, if you have, maybe you're in the middle of something like that right now. You're wondering, what's the best opportunity for me? Is this a dream God's given me? And now what? And maybe some of you are sitting here and you're like, I thought. I thought I was confident in that relationship. Wow, I thought. I thought I was confident in my family and how it was, it was such a gift. Wow, I thought I was confident in my career. And now it's completely different. What happens in those times? Well, that's why I'm so thankful that we're in the middle of a new sermon series called Reset. What does it mean to hit that reset button? What does it mean to go through life and what should we be confident in most of all? And I think today it all comes back to this. Practice makes... So what does that mean? I mean, as I look at this image, practice makes perfect. I mean, I'm thinking of baseball. And I'm like, okay, if life is like baseball, if you come up to that plate, and I've stepped up to that plate, and I've watched it, and I'm ready, and I'm ready, and the pitch is coming, and I think I've got it, right? But then I don't. I thought it was a fastball, and I was ready for that in my career. But it, it was a curve. It changed. And I took a big swing. But that dream is different. So what happens? Because in baseball, three strikes and you're out. I'm guessing you have more than three strikes in life, don't you? I'm hoping we do. But what happens at the next at-bat? And where's God in the middle of this? What should we be confident in today? 
Well, the Apostle Paul, he didn't have a lot that he was competent in. I mean, come on, this guy, if you don't know about Paul's life as one of the first followers of Jesus, it is crazy. He's talking to this church and he's cheerleading them, but he had nothing to be confident about. He was a Pharisee. He was one of the Pharisees of the Pharisees. In other words, he helped people follow God's laws. He helped them in following all these, and he knew when you follow God's laws, if you practiced your faith in there, that practice makes. For God's people in Paul's time, you just followed those laws. And if you didn't, then you had those strikes against you. But really in that, it was just following them. And when you did, you were great. Practice makes perfect. And they could do it. But life happened. And Paul had thought that was God's dream for him until he encountered Jesus. And then there was a complete reset in his life. His name even had been Saul, and he was so changed, so transformed, so changed in what he thought was the most important that he even changed his identity. And Paul started to go everywhere to talk to people about this living Jesus, the one who had died and come back. He couldn't help himself. And so he wasn't confident in much because Paul, well, boy, he faced a lot of struggles. He'd been thrown in prison many times, too many to count. He'd been whipped. He'd been beaten. He had had three shipwrecks. How could he be confident in anything? He talks about having a thorn in his side. We don't know what that is, but it was something that he asked God to just remove from him, and and for some reason it didn't happen. What could Paul be confident in? Well, what he reveals as he's cheerleading these people that are wondering what they should be confident in, I need you to hear this today. Because this is what changes us. This is where you could be reset in life. So he starts with this, grace to you, peace from our God, Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. He goes, I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. He's praying with joy from prison, by the way. But why is he? Because he's confident of something. Let's look at that. I am confident of this. What is this? That the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. Let's pause right there. He's confident in one thing, in one person, and his name is... Hey, hey, you guys are starting to catch on. I love this. Last time I tried last week and I said, gave you the softball, I said, and who is this? And everyone went like, Jesus. We got to come back to the basics. And whether you're confident most in your career, I've got to tell you, some point, at some time, you're going to retire. Some point, in some time, it's not going to be fulfilling for you. At some point, in some time, your skills will not match what would make that the very best. At some point. So if you're confident in that, at some point, that'll be different. If you're most confident in your family, even a person as amazing as they are, your kids, your grandkids, your spouse, a significant other, at some point, something will change. You'll screw up. They'll mess up. Someone will get sick. 
Someone will move away. Someone will die at some point. If you're most confident in your bank account, our finances have a way of going up and down. So what should be confident in? Paul tells us he's confident in someone and his name is and he talks about Jesus in a specific way here that God hopes for something crazy. And this is the most beautiful part of it. God says he is doing something inside of you and he's not done yet. So if you're going up to bat, if you're saying life has thrown me so many curveballs, life is, and I, I don't know what to do with it, I have more swings than actual hits. I have more strikes than actually successes. Then I want you to know that God isn't done with you yet. You know what he's saying? He's saying God is ready to reset your life. That God is moving continually. And he's not done with you yet. And so I think what he's saying here is practice makes perfect. Now what does that look like for us today? Well, first of all, I want you to hear this. That if you have failures in life, and I'm guessing you do, if you have things that have really are really weighing on you, things you've messed up with people, things you've screwed up, things you've betrayed someone or lied to them, and life is never going to be the same, that God has more in store for you. That there is a chance today to reset. And practice makes perfect. That your failures don't define you. That your misses and strikes, they're not the final word. That God says, reset. Because practice makes... So what does that mean? We, when we are following Jesus, what do we say about our faith? We practice our faith. Did you catch that? We practice our faith. That means God's giving us the ability to mess up. That means God is saying it's okay that you're going to make mistakes because you're human. It's going to be okay when you have those strikes. It's going to be okay when dreams, as much as they seem like they're in and as confident as you thought you were in, that they die. Because God wants to reset in you and through you and he's not done yet. So I want us to practice. To practice our faith. To go back to the basics. To spend time with God. To realize that God is with you. That God is still moving through you. That God is still forgiving you. And God is saying, reset in my love today. Now Bill Havens, his dream had died, right? But a new dream had come up. And it was his son. Well, it's amazing, but Frank, his boy had the same gift and dedication that his dad had. And he instilled it in him. And he also was amazing at canoeing. And 28 years later, he went to Helsinki to the Olympics and he took home the gold medal. And his coach was his dad. 
And Frank brought that gold medal home and he said, here, Dad, here is the gold medal that you had given up because of me. It's yours. God still had a dream. God was still moving through him. And it was because of his son that that dream was fulfilled. What are you confident in today? God's dream, God's love is fulfilled only through his son. Only through Jesus. So let's practice faith. Let's practice. That means today, as we go out, we're, we're going to say, God, I know you're, you're moving through me. I know you're not done yet. So let's practice. Let's be kind. Let's put God first. Let's say, God, we're going to love you, and we're going to be confident most in that. So I'm going to reset everything. God, I'm going to say you're important. In my, career's, my career, maybe I was most confident in that, but I'm going to put you first. And my career is going to be an expression of that for you. And God, I know you, you've given me confidence in people and my family, but I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm going to reset through you because you're not done with me yet. And so I'm just going to try to be a blessing. I'm going to practice that. And when I fail, well, I'm going to get back up because you're picking me up, God, because you're not done yet. Because practice makes perfect. And when we practice our faith, when we practice our confidence, when we practice kindness, when we practice forgiveness, we're not going to do it always all the very best, but when we do all those, God's love is made perfect. God's kingdom is pushed a little further. God's grace comes a little more. And that resets everything. You feel like a failure today? Is that what you're confident in? Well, then I want you to practice something different. Let's practice some patience with yourself. Be patient. Because God isn't finished with you yet. Amen. Let's pray. Wow, God. Thank you for the way that the Apostle Paul revealed that it's such a process that we're never going to have it all together. We're never going to be confident in any single thing in life because this life is temporary. That there are ups and downs. There are successes and oh, so many failures. But God, we're so grateful that you never, ever give up on us. That every single time we fall, every single time we thought we had it right and it wasn't, that you pick us up. And that you'll continue that, that faithfulness you have. You'll continue your promise of love and grace and life for us today and forever till you come back. So God, help us reset today everything to go back to the basics to just practice our faith, to just practice kindness, to practice joy, to practice forgiveness, to practice trust, and to know it all comes from you. Thank you for the ways you redeem us and you love us. So help us to go out and help others practice that same faith too. And in that, your love will be made so perfect. 
And all God's people said,